Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together we are FNA Van Life. This is the podcast where every week we bring you news from the nomadic community or interviews with other nomads so that you can know what it's really like to live life on the road. And this week we have some awesome guests. We have the Bryles, we have Blake and Aleha. How you guys doing today? Hi. Good, good. good. You nailed the name. Yeah. He <laughs> no, was practicing. I, I, I had to because like the last three I butchered. So yeah, I'm, I'm on my game now. I'm we, ready. Wow. We tell people it's like Aloha, but with an E at the end. Oh, okay. With an E in the middle. Yeah. And oh, yeah. My Again? own husband doesn't even know. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, no, I, my yeah. I didn't know have to, to butcher it. In. He butchered it for yeah. me. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. So that, that was impressive. Thank that you. intro. Dang. Thank you. Thank you. Thank We've you. done it once or twice. This is probably yeah. like almost episode 120. So oh my gosh. we've got a couple under our belt. Yeah. And Paco always makes an appearance. So if you hear someone tap dancing or begging for food, that's him. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're super excited because for the last like week or two, we've been hanging out with such a good group of nomads, including yourselves. So maybe usually we start way back at the beginning, but why don't you tell us about how you guys kind of got like linked up with this crew and like. You know, what's it been like caravanning down to Mexico? We're currently with Devin and Bree. They're with Basically Nomads. And I think they interviewed with you guys like mm-hmm. a few days ago. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Um, and also Nick and Allison who are rolling with Ophelia online. And we got connected because of Devin and Bree. We met Devin and Bree in Oregon. Yeah, we, we stayed in Bend. We, I guess we're going down the, the total history pipeline is we had a child about a year ago. And that put us in Bend. We stopped being nomadic for like five months while we had a child. So anyways, we were in Bend for a time with family when we had the baby. And it just so happened to be we followed basically nomads and only knew them online. But reached out because we knew they were coming through like our town. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, we've been talking Baja for like a year. And it's so crazy to see it actually like materialize. Yeah. That's amazing. So what, what rig are you guys in? Let them know. And, and like how did you get into this rig? Yeah, so we are in a Class A RV, or motorhome, as many people call it. We call it a Class A bus. Her name is Bay, and that stands for, well, it used to stand for... Her full name is Bayo, and I'll tell you why. It used to be Bay. It stands for Blake, Aleha, and Everest. I love it. So it just worked out. And, of course, we added the baby, so now it's Bayo. And Bayo in Spanish means... Beautiful. Whoa. And she, and she is pretty. Yeah. <laughs> That's She's awesome. very pretty. Actually, her... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, we're sitting in the lap of luxury right now. This yeah. is like the <laughs> fanciest of the ring. Oh, really don't be fooled. It's usually pretty a hot mess in here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, two kids, you know, life gets a little wild on yes. the road. And, and it is a small space. But this one's very big compared to ours. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's a small space in the general sense of, like, it's, a, it's life on the road. Yeah. You know, so yeah. a couple things move around, 
and it's a mess. Yeah. Right. And I can only imagine with the kids. Two yeah, kids and, the, and the space three uh, like dogs. per per body, you guys are two humans, one dog. Yeah. We have seven people, well, not people on board, but we have three dogs and four humans. So yeah. like the the per creature space is probably getting closer than you think yeah <laughs> with seven on it like basically we have the same size rig yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. but the amount of beings that we have yeah, is yeah. Just beings about... not creatures yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are. but um her name kind of has to do with the story of like the evolution of like when we got bay um because her name is bay blakely everest but then it later became bayo Mm-hmm. And that's kind of similar to like having to do the name change was like, we didn't plan on having a second, mm-hmm. baby. Uh, we, mm-hmm. second baby. We had a long infertility journey, even to have our first Everest, it was four years of doing mm-hmm. infertility. Mm-hmm. So after we decided I, I quit my job, um, so we could do this in like more fashion traveling mm-hmm. or just being able to have more free time. Um, I just want to stop you there yeah. and I want to say congratulations because Thank like you. going through that that whole experience must have been a very long journey yeah and like you know a, a rewarding one once it happens but like you know it's it's a difficult thing yeah yeah. To go Thank through. You. yeah yeah and it was a, a head spin going from you can't have kids without assistance to we bought a bus and oops we got pregnant yeah so we time. literally we did all this like we were selling the house I quit my job mm-hmm. we bought the bus four days after we made the purchase we found out we were pregnant wow with Elia. let me ask you this that's awesome do you think that quitting your job and you know buying the bus and doing something that you really want to do and maybe took some stress away from like the realities of life it does it does to me it sounds like that like you're about to start this new life this new yeah. chapter this thing that you are you don't know what's going to happen and i know that a lot of people talk about how like when you you know, get more stress-free, then maybe the conception happens a lot easier. Yeah, it's like you're not thinking about it, it's, and it happens. It's kind of like success, you know? It's like when you're not trying to force it, it happens. I feel mm. like the same goes for maybe having kids. I mean, who knows? Everyone's yeah. journey is so different, and we mm-hmm. were certainly not trying for Olaya, um, but we got her, and she's mm-hmm. the best. I that's mean, awesome. you guys know her. Yeah, yeah we were at her first, first birthday. birthday party. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just met you guys and we're at the first birthday. Like we I feel know. so lucky. You, you know? guys are yeah. family now. Aww. You're stuck with us forever. <laughs> we're okay with yeah, that. that. I mean, that could be a whole other discussion topic because it was surreal having all these people we've met literally within weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Filled in our bus, singing happy birthday to our little daughter. When that's never the case, it's usually like parents, close relatives, cousins, and it was such a unique experience. Obviously, they wanted to be here, and we would have mm-hmm. had everyone. That's a testament but, to nomadic life. Yeah, though. it was like mm-hmm. no one experiences so this. Quick. It's so different. Like yeah. first birthdays in, are a big deal and yeah. we didn't know anyone for more than three weeks in the room. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well I Or mean, I guess Devin Bree, but even We like, didn't know yeah. most people for more than yeah. a few weeks. We knew two groups out of like the five or six that were in here. Um, and that just really, you really cut out all of like the BS when you are a nomad with people. Mm -hmm. I just feel like you get deep so quick with, with other nomads. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like especially too, probably with kids and, you know, like imagine you were back in your old lives and you're working and you've got the kids and then it's like so routine and schedule and bus schedule, you know, like daycare and this and that. And like 
you don't really have time to like make friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not high on the list yeah. of things. Whereas when you live in a you know a nomadic way, yeah. like you guys were just at Schooly Palooza, I'm sure you met like yeah. tons of new people. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I find really interesting too is that like right now in this group of people, you two are the only ones with kids. Yeah. And it still seems like you click really well with everybody and like that you're, you know, you're still getting out and doing the things and hanging out with them. But at the same time, you have to have like your own space and time for your kids. Do you find it like a little more difficult or like tell us your perspective on it? We're, we're planning on eventually having everyone just communally raise them. So, like, we're trying to train everyone up. <laughs> no, we actually, so we traveled for a couple months with another bus family, Sunny Diaries, uh, JP and Lindsay. And they have two kids as well. And we almost, they were pretty much set on coming in this caravan. But just with, like, work stuff and a little apprehension around Baja, they didn't make it. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a, that was a bummer, especially for Everest, because he was, he literally, at Schooly Palooza, they were there, they played six hours of the day, and right. that was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. But I did he, notice him walk up to a girl on the beach. Yeah. And he seemed so excited yeah. to see another yeah. kid. And he, like, walked up, and, you know, with the adults, he is kind of, like, a little bit shy, mm-hmm. but, like, still super cool. Like, he likes to do his own thing. Yeah. He kind of likes to tell the adults right now, like, no. Yeah. Like, this is my <laughs> thing right now. Yeah. Like, I, I'm my own, you know. That's but, like, him. seeing him walk over to the other little girl and, like, go up and, like, wave. I know. And he didn't even know her, it seemed like. I don't know no. if he did or not. No. But he went over and he waved to her, and it was super cute. But it, like, goes to show, like, that the little kids out on the road are kind of like outgoing and yeah. like looking for their community. They find as well. each other. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, they see another kid and they're like, okay, it's another kid. I got to get on this right away. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And in this setting, it's it's great for us because like they, we, it's like you compared to the neighbor, like in our old format. And no way do we put them down at 8 30 and then do a podcast afterwards mm-hmm. or like play board games afterwards yeah. like, mm-hmm. we're able to like because our houses in this neighborhood is like so close together we can still kind of like scratch that social itch mm-hmm. on like the parent side of things mm-hmm. now it'd be even better say if like the whites were here as well where like everest had more of a daily opportunity to have socialization mm-hmm. and it's something yeah. we care a lot about and look for and maybe we'll meet another family down here in Baja hopefully we will mm-hmm. that we'll be able to have more like daily interaction with mm-hmm. but it's great for the parents right now in this format because we can hang out with like so many people at any time during and after the day but hopefully yeah. Abby will find someone to hang out with yeah and like you guys said it is really rare to have like lots of social opportunities as an adult everyone knows like making friends as an adult is weird mm-hmm. but like in these settings you become friends really quick so it does really feel like everest is surrounded by like a lot of adults that like you trust like right off the bat yeah. um even though he may not have as much of a social aspect it has been really nice for us to be able to get out and do stuff and i would even think that he picks up on the social cues of the adults as oh, well. totally. oh today mm-hmm. he left the bus alex was on top of his rig with his little mop cleaning his solar panels He's like alex alex and he literally says, 
are you cleaning your truck? <laughs> he's just so like cute. talking to Alex up on his right. It was funny. Yeah, that's so yeah. cute. Well, I think too, like van life comes in seasons. Even for yeah. us on the road, like sometimes we'll be like completely solo, just the two of us for yeah. like weeks, months, whatever. And then you're like, oh my god, other human beings. And then you're yeah. in a caravan. You're doing this thing, and like, so I think you know, for you guys, it'll probably ebb and flow like that too. It's like totally. sometimes you've got the whole you know family kid like socialization thing going on, and then sometimes not. But I think it makes you appreciate the different times more. Totally. Yeah. Our first year was just like Yeah, us, we were completely like. alone the first year. Like, so we had no nomadic experience. No one in the family had RVs or vans or anything. We didn't know like meetups like were yeah. a thing. We were just like, we're going to go to this national park and that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we meet someone kind of for a little bit. But our first year, we never had anything Our like first this. in-person nomadic friends were Devin and Bree. They're the first people that we did anything with. And it's it's another testament to how quickly you become friends. We had Devin and Bree at his family's house in Oregon within two weeks of meeting them, spending the night in his family's house, getting together with his parents and everything as if we had known each other for years. So it really is really cool. I mean, the people that you're talking about are awesome people. Yeah. So I can totally see why that would work so quick. They're also like the glue in the nomadic community. We can tell like so many people are connected by them. And as we're meeting you guys, how you like in the van community, like seem like know everyone that we come up with yeah. three years oh, doing yeah. it i mean you, yeah. you get to know a lot of people when you go to meetups and things like that actually speaking of families there's actually another family on this beach right now that we know oh yeah we'll yeah. introduce really? you yeah. to them tomorrow they're, never say someday they've been on the podcast they've been on the podcast okay. too. their boys are a little bit older they're a little bit though. older but like kids are kids i feel like yeah. you know i think they're i want to say they're like they're like this tall. Like 10 this and 13 <laughs> or something like that. They're a little bit older. Okay. Uh, but like but they I, were in a van for a long time with the two boys and them in a van that was smaller than ours. Good for them. And then they upgraded wow. to the Airstream. Yeah, they have an Airstream right there. So if you saw oh, the yeah. Airstream on the beach down there a little ways, I, I don't know if you made it that far, but <laughs> they're, they're like across the sink road, you know, like right. across wow. the, the soft sand. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, there was like some kind of like a family get together or something on the beach. I I didn't mm. realize what it was, but most of the kids looked older. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Mm. So you mentioned that nobody you knew was in the van life community. You didn't know anybody in your family, anything like that. So let's go back to the beginning and like, what inspired you to be like, we're just gonna like ditch everything and buy this RV and get on the road. Yeah. So uh, in short, it was Oregon. It was Oregon's fault. <laughs> So Blake is from Oregon, and we would go quite a bit to Oregon. We, we used to go all the time, and we went in March of um, at the March after the pandemic, actually. But we also did a really long road trip in a small car with my sister, her husband, and her daughter, plus Blake, me, and Everest was a baby at the time. So we had six people in one seven-seater car. And yeah, yeah, we towed a little like trailer, not like a camping trailer, but like mm. a trailer to put like stuff in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we went from Texas to Oregon. And all these places we're visiting from is we're in Dallas at the time visiting Oregon because okay. a job brought us there for like five years. Because yeah. you guys yeah. met in New York. Yeah. 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 We met in New York. Yeah. If we want to map all this out, it's like <laughs> New York is a meeting place. We got married in Arizona. We lived in like Utah for a time and then ended up in Texas is like the Sparknotes version. So yeah. Okay. 
maybe we're kind of we're permanent but that was it's nomadic. Too like you're nomadic. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. seems like in in your heart you're nomadic yeah, yeah, yeah. or <laughs> even just like open to change yeah yeah, yeah. you know because yeah, for some for sure. people that would be like oh my god like a cross-country move is just like yeah. Yeah. not happening but yeah. like dallas was our like move of like high octane job we bought a house had the picket fence dogs like the roots were going deep when we lived in Dallas yeah. and we'd make these kind of trips back to Oregon mm-hmm. and that's when we got this kind of like wonderlusty like cause Dallas like if anyone's listening from Dallas we love it to death it's a, it's a close place in our heart but like from like a nature standpoint it was just we knew that was not gonna be the place mm-hmm. so Oregon would always remind us of like we want mountains. Is the house that you sold the YouTube video that you guys made? The mm-hmm. house that you sold was that in Dallas? Dallas. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you guys, if you want to know more about that, go check out the YouTube videos. We'll leave like a link in the description below. But uh, yeah, that, that's it was a beautiful home, it looked Thank like. Thank you. And I could see why Dallas might, you know, hold a real like close place to you. It's where yeah. the family started. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was just us when we went in, and we left with Bo, Tater, Lily, our dogs. And Everest and a and oh, we were pregnant with Olaya, yeah. so we acquired our family in Dallas. Yeah. We always say that Dallas is our favorite and least favorite place we've ever lived at the same time, because our best friends are in Dallas. My family's in Dallas. We bought our first home in Dallas. We loved that house. We had our family in Dallas. We we lost our first baby in Dallas, and we had our first child Earthside in Dallas. A lot of things happen in Dallas, so we love it. Mm. But we didn't enjoy doing things in Dallas, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And that was something that was, like, important for us. We kind of felt like if we're going to raise a family, we want them to have these things that were really important mentally for Blake and I, which was, like, nature and all of that, which is why when COVID all happened, we took that long road trip with my sister and her husband to Oregon. We Mm -hmm. spent about a month there. And we loved it. It was amazing. Like, everyone was just having, like, the best time. We were at his family's house. So we were just really enjoying nature. We were able to, you know, quote, quarantine while we were there. And we had each other. Plus, we had nature. And we were like, we would not have had this otherwise. So then... Yeah, it was kind of like Just about exactly... What part of Oregon were you in? Just Central Oregon. Okay. Bend. Bend Bend area. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you're probably seeing, like... Quite a few vans and buses kind of come through then. Not even no, not even no, then. At the time, like, okay. nothing. Wait, you, oh, so I guess this is 2020. We go, yeah. It's like very basic of like. Wait, wait, what year is this? 2020. This is 2020. 2020. We were there. Yeah. And oh, you didn't see us. We didn't see. It's interesting because even we're, like we when were we did the, the car place. trip, we're not even thinking like vehicles and nomadic stuff. We're just okay. like we went to a place. Wait, that's actually, like, we have to rewind. That's not true. Oh yeah, we did kind we of make That's how we saw Steven's family's RV. Yeah. So and like, we were like, was, we should have done it in an RV. And that was like We should have done time. that like temporary trip, but that was like, yeah. none of this was in the forefront of our mind. It was just like, we, like I was working probably 60 to 70 hours a week. Um, and it was really high pressure. It was a great job, obviously. But like, um I was running on the hamster wheel of like work and and with like the infertility stuff going on at the same time or not that wasn't at the same time but like it was all of this bottled together Mm -hmm. and then when we had that trip to Oregon we had we had had Everest by then it was like kind of our head was above the clouds Mm. for a moment where we could just press like the reevaluate button like what do we actually want to get out of this life that we're living like very bare bones like 
self-questioning. Mm-hmm. We can keep on this road and make a ton of money and um, go in whatever you know direction there, or we could just kind of like see what we want. And still, at that point, nomadic life wasn't on the table, but it was like allowing it to like enter the chat. So mm-hmm. it's where the the door opened because we yeah. kind of looked at each other and we were like, okay, we already kind of have like the. 40 year old version of what our life might look like you know what i mean like we have a house we have a yard we have dogs we have a kid we live in a neighborhood the city is about 15 minutes away you know we live in the suburbs we go out on the weekends with our friends get a babysitter Mm -hmm. that's about it you were living a very very like picture-esque normal typical like a, a U- United States style life. Yeah, we were yeah. living the American dream, right? Mm-hmm. And it yes. was, we were not satisfied. That's the, the bottom line. Mm-hmm. For this Oregon trip, we had now gone for a long extended period of time, like two or three times at mm-hmm. this point. So when we went in March of 2021, and the turnover is literally crazy, when we talked to other nomads, they're like, wait, we thought you were going to say you made this decision in March of 2020. We were like, no. We went in March of 2021, we went back to Oregon and we spent about a month there at his parents' house. And that's when we said, what, what are we really getting out of this other than like having all the things that you're told you're supposed to have Mm -hmm. high paying job, big house, Mm -hmm. yard, whatever. And we were like, Hey, it's not as fun as we thought it was going to be, you know, maybe not fun, but we didn't feel as satisfied as we thought we were going to. So it kind of sounds like to me, you having this out of body experience because you have a moment to breathe, right? Yes. And you have a moment to reevaluate and you do that. And then you realize that like in a way you're lacking some type of adventure or like a wonderlust or a meaning in life. Yeah. All of those things, all of those adjectives. The change that you highlighted is it was kind of like stirring within us like again and more. And like when the curtains close at the end of the day, whatever way you believe they close, we can all agree that they do eventually close. Mm -hmm. Like what did we, and we call it, we actually called it a deathbed decision. Hmm. Um, When you are on your deathbed, if we could like, proverbially go there now and make Mm. this decision for us backward in time Mm. what would be that decision we made and it became obvious to us at that point I Um, feel like at some point like it's like looking down the barrel of a gun of your life because like being in that position I feel like I had that and you had that it's like I could do this for the next 20 years and those 20 years will just like disappear yeah mm-hmm. like t- like you you look up and you're like i've already been in this job five years i've already been in this job 10 years like mm-hmm. how did that happen yeah and you're like the next 20 years are gonna go by just as quickly yeah and I, am i doing something that i really actually want to be doing mm-hmm. yeah it's so true and that's it that's what blake did he turned to me and he was like i'm just not sure that i want to be a consultant mm-hmm. forever and and I was like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And then the brainstorming really started, and that's where the turnover gets really, really quick. We decided we wanted something more to our lives in March. We kind of had, we actually used to have this huge chalkboard in our house. I'm sorry, this huge whiteboard in mm-hmm, our house. Mm-hmm. And so we drew like a chart on it. We were like, of, like this is option A. We keep our house. Blake quits his job. And how do we, we pay for the house? We lose everything. Great plan. Let's go with option That is one. not yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're like, okay, option A, out. And there's also like a startup on the table. Like maybe it's 
you know, maybe it's a different career. So we like can do the startup. How could we like have time to be able to do that? And so, yeah, option B and then option C, we were saying like, I could work for a little bit and he could figure out what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, there was lots of options and to the shock of everyone in our lives, I being known as someone who maybe was high maintenance in another life, okay, okay. Um, was like, well, what if we could, we, we did decide like we either want to move to Oregon or it would be cool if we could travel full time. Like we mm-hmm. were like, we'd love to travel. That was one thing that was like on the options. Mm-hmm. And so we either wanted to move to Oregon or travel. That's what the, the whiteboard came down to those two things. So I was like, what if, we could travel but do it like in a way less expensive way because we really thought like if we sell our house we could like travel internationally you know picturesque bucket list family style Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we were like we'll run through our money in like six months Mm -hmm. like we could sell the house and make two hundred thousand dollars and be out of it in a couple years Mm -hmm. traveling that way not even in a year um so we i said to blake i was like what if like, can you travel in an RV? Like, what if we traveled in an RV? And he looked at me. I've never seen this man's eyes bigger in my life. He oh. looked at me. He's like, would you do that? Like, in the utmost shock. And I was like, well, it's worth looking at. Yeah. And that's how it started. Well, what's amazing so to me what, oh, go is ahead. that you saying that at one point in time, you have very high maintenance, yeah. right? And <laughs> And Blake, from what it seems like, from what we talked about in previous conversations, not here, but like, kind of sounds like you could be a ski bum. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I... no problem at all. So Blake th- would live in a tent on the ski mountain. Yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> the reason why I got into this lifestyle was because of skiing and snowboarding. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to travel all these different mountains. So, it's very in, you know, the nature of the ski bum to say I'll live in a trailer next to a mountain or travel in an RV and go to places that I want to go mm-hmm. and adventure. So I can understand why your eyes are, you know, super big. Yeah. And like, yeah. wait, is this a real possibility? Yeah, we're <laughs> talking I had a nail appointment every week. Oh, uh, like, okay. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was not... I went from that to I haven't washed my hair in 16 days. At this yeah. point. So, no one judged me, but no, that's oh, real life. No judgment at all. No judgment at all. I mean, there was definitely times where we went, you know, 10 days or more without a shower. So don't judge us. Yeah, yeah. 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 no, no judgment here. We yeah. live the life now. And yeah. what yeah. made you? What made that idea like pop into your head? Like just seeing that one couple or like family that you'd seen it on the road. Literally, just no, because it was like family it, we had the. It was our. It really, I believe, it was seeing it on the whiteboard of like we could see like what would allow us to do this to be free of like the 60 hours a week also like not go broke but also like have family time and maybe develop an idea while we did that yeah Mm -hmm. what would allow that and we were literally brainstorming like do we like live with your parents for a year and try and figure and travel on the weekends do we live yeah yeah, like do we live with family and try and figure it out it's like oh but we don't want to live with family and just like burden that's not very adventurous yeah because of all that Aliyah's like what if we got an rv like literally just spilled out of i had never been in a bus a schoolie or a van ever knew what a schoolie was we didn't even know what a schoolie was and uh no didn't even know what it was and i had been in one rv in my entire life so we really when we started looking into this we thought that this was the only option 
And then we started watching, like, Eamon and Beck and Kara and Nate and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously got introduced into, like, the different nomadic styles. Um, but because we were making such a huge transition, we always say we decreased by, like, exactly 90%. Our house was 3,000 square feet. This is 300. So yeah. this felt like a huge change. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, we could do a van. Like, the, yeah. we all get rid of stuff all day. You well, know? now yeah. you can go another decrease. Yeah, exactly. we'll see what the percentage <laughs> basis is on Well, that. you're yeah. talking 300 square feet to 70 square feet. I know. Feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a big difference. I know. And it's kind of wild because, like, you know, now that you have that opportunity to like downsize and feel what it feels like to minimalize, like get rid of things that you didn't need, and the fact that you're saying that you could do it again speaks volumes for what the lifestyle kind of did for you. Oh, yeah, especially like you were saying, once again, being that high maintenance. Like, yeah. I think, like, for me, I'm not that high maintenance at all. And it was hard for me to get rid of things. Yeah. yeah. You're just a yeah. pack rat. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's not high maintenance. He's like, these 18 cords that I don't know what they yeah. plug into. Let's put them in a baggie and just... They're very important. And what if we That's need what if one? We need like, yeah. Yeah. Need literally it? yesterday, I think he picked something up off the ground. And he was like, do you know what this goes to? And I was like, it looks broken. He's like, well, should we keep it just in case we find the thing it broke <laughs> off? I was like, no, Blake, throw it away. It has a hole. What are you yeah, talking exactly. about? The junk Because it happens yeah. once a year. We're like, oh, this little piece chipped off. Now it doesn't click together. Where's the piece? Right. Yeah. No, I just throw away both pieces but and call it a day. My ADD wouldn't allow me to even find the piece had I found a home for it. Yeah. So yeah. It might as well just be thrown away. Gotcha. Right. One, but, thing, one thing I found interesting for uh, like me was once I started to get rid of those things, it became easier. Once I seen like the thing go away, I was like, okay, I, I, I think I could deal with this. Yeah. But it was yeah. still like, I think I could deal yeah. with it. Yeah. I went from having like one of our spare bedrooms in our house. This is embarrassing to admit. We called it the beauty, beauty room. room. The whole entire closet was my makeup, hair products, and like skincare products. Plus, I used the closet for my additional clothes that didn't fit into our walk-in closet. Yeah. To now, I'm like, I have three drawers. You don't have a beauty room like, on board. <laughs> yeah. And our closet is literally like maybe the length of like my forearm. Like yeah. that's all the space we have, and it's amazing. Like yeah. I, I'm like, how did I even have more clothes? So you what did you mean? do with all that stuff? Was it in a storage locker no, somewhere? Did you like no. sold it and oh, yeah, donated it? My my like beauty room stuff yeah I just I got rid of it I got rid of all my clothes I probably have like a box of like my favorite stuff but no I got rid of everything what was the hardest thing for each one of you to get rid of getting my nails done yeah (laughs) like a physical it could be physical (laughs) it could be like a it could be a physical thing or a mental thing but obviously for her it was like that luxury of getting the nails Going done. Going and just doing something. That's a very me. New York yeah. thing, by the way. Right? It's a very New York Thank thing. Thank you. I'm from Queens. Yeah. Shout out, Queens. Yeah. <laughs> I would say physical thing we actually brought with us initially because we could fit it, and you'll be surprised to know it was a 300, not XR, it was a KTM dirt bike. Oh. We actually could bring it. Yeah. Because we have the space in the back. Yeah, yeah. Is that where, the like, deck, that's where right? your bedroom is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. We, could bed- still, we could still fit it because the bed goes up. Right. Mm-hmm. We have a but like, bed, yeah. But it was just, it was too much having it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're, we're going to sell it. And so, like, uh, I actually held on to it. And then just realized that we, I was never using it, even though I thought we we're going to travel all over. And mm-hmm. her dad actually got me into, like, trail riding and stuff. Cool. 
cool. I like going fast. Like Full, skiing, yeah. dirt biking. Adrenaline. Adrenaline, adrenaline, adrenaline yeah, yeah. Adrenaline jogging. So, like, getting rid of that. And I remember just, like, selling it to the guy, being like, take care of her. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's my baby. Yeah. yeah. No, he, that thing is, honestly, it's way up there. Because he went riding, and I was legitimately nine months pregnant. Mm. And he flew off a cliff on that thing while I was pregnant. And oh, I yeah. was like... You're listing it on Facebook. Like, <laughs> now. Goodbye. You survived. Time to list that yes. shit. Yeah. You got one life. You yeah. know, we'll get a second. Exactly. I can see him reminiscing. Like, I, I know they can't see this, so I'm going <laughs> to explain what's happening. Blake's, like, looking down, like, damn, I missed that bike. We don't. Like, I can, I, can, I can see it in his eyes. It's kind of funny yeah. because it did throw you, like, like, off the handlebar, over the handlebars, like, off a cliff or whatever. Yeah, I kept right in that same day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kudos to you. That I'm the same type He's of person. Not... I would have if as long as nothing was like completely broken, I'm getting up and riding also. Oh, yeah. But but yeah, it's that idea of like your life could just been Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And but with it was the kids. time. Like I have a second kid now. I yeah. probably will be more into mountain biking if we ever like live near a mountain than mm-hmm. one with a motor. Mm-hmm. I'm kinda done with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So speaking of kids, what were some of the kind of considerations, you know, coming into the RV? You only had one at the time. You didn't know you were going to have two. But, like, what were you thinking for Everest in terms of, like, what does he need and what are we trying to, like, make sure that we have for him? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a huge decision. Go ahead. That was, we yeah. We bought this floor plan because of the four kids we had at the time. Mm-hmm. One two-legged, three four-legged children. Mm-hmm. That whole, like, garage space in the back in the deck was to be able to make this life survivable and have three dogs. Mm-hmm. And it originally was just more of an open space before it was our bedroom where the dogs could hang out inside and have the deck outside. Mm-hmm. And then, what do you know, it had a loft above them for Everest. So, like, the whole, like, living space was really decided based off of them. Mm-hmm. And then all of that changed when... Aliyah came into the yeah. picture. And then that's that's obviously the physical side. Yeah, that was physical a huge, preparation. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a huge decision maker on this rig. And then emotionally, I mean, we just think to ourselves, like, w- how many children are there out there that have mom and dad home with them 24-7? Mom like, and- you talk about their developmental years, and there, there's not that many. Most of them are probably nomads, you yeah. know? Yeah, and, yeah. And we or just, you maybe get one parent. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. yep. And Everest has both of us literally all the time. In fact, pro- he's probably oversatiated with us. Mm-hmm. He's like, why are you guys always here? Like, get off my back. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. But what's awesome about that is you play a huge role in developing who he is as a person, you know, later on in life. I mean, obviously, he's going to make a lot of decisions for himself, yeah. but you're influencing those things, you yeah. know, and a lot of there's there is a, uh, you know, there's a lot of kids that don't get that opportunity to have that, you know, really unique bond with their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of kids lack this. And a lot of the time that turns into, you know, acting out, acting out or doing something, you know, in their later life that just it solidifies for a bad life for them after yeah. that. You know, so there's a really good opportunity here yeah. Thank you. For, for you guys and for yeah. him. Yeah, you know? no, it's it's so true. We just kind of feel like. We know he's not going to remember a lot of this. I mean, obviously, yeah. if we continue to do it, he will. But we always say, like, we're 100% sure, like, his soul will, like, his mm-hmm. spirit will. We're mm-hmm. pretty much, like, making 
it a part of his brain. We, we feel like we're hardwiring both of our children to have like adventure and freedom and living outside of the norm as their norm. Like to them, this is normal. To mm -hmm. them, being free and having your parents around and exploring and being out in nature. You guys know Everest wears clothes about 10% of the time. Yeah, I was joking around with him all day like, yo, yeah. dude, you're supposed to be wearing clothes on this And he's beach. like, no. He was like, I'm not putting clothes on. <laughs> I was like, okay, dude, you do what exactly. you want. Yeah, we'll see how maybe he'll make it to five or six. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> so good. He's like 14. Yeah, he's 14, like walking yeah. around I'll be real beach. with you. I was a nature boy, too. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. a little boy run, walking As around. Should be. <laughs> Either in my underwear, no clothes. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. so we just feel like we're we're really just making it a part of their identity to to be free, for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. and, also, and we love that. It yeah. feels good. You feel like you're at least doing one thing right by your kids. You know, we're gonna mess them up in other ways, I'm sure. But <laughs> and, and it's such like we could go in like for so long about like what are the challenges of having kids Let's on the do road. It. Yeah. And there's a there's a bunch. But, like, it's so overwhelmed by the fact that, like, we have all these times in between in precious moments. Like, actually, when we pulled in here a week or two ago, um, while Aleja was still setting stuff up, I was kind of with the kids. And I took Olaya down to the beach, who's starting to learn how to walk. And I was just, like, holding her little hands at sunset. Mm -hmm. And Everest was running around me, like, in the waves. Yeah. And there was actually a woman down the beach that took a video of us. Awesome. And said, like, that moment was so precious. Mm -hmm. I have to send you this video I took of you guys. Really I didn't even have my phone with me. I didn't it's even amazing. feel the need. But, like, someone saw kind of objectively that, like, moment you have with your kids on the road mm -hmm. and they not knowing me felt the need to capture it that's awesome and uh, there's so many of those that are just like so impossible to explain mm -hmm. our goal is to show that this life is doable possible but really enjoyable with mm -hmm. kids to other nomads yeah. that don't have kids okay but like really though i feel like parents like to paint this beautiful bra and i had like some tears in my eyes thinking yeah. about you guys <laughs> down at the beach yeah. yeah but what are the hard things because I feel like parents are like, yeah, have kids, join the club. And then yeah. when you join the club, they're like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Here's gotcha. all the you guys. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Should we count to three and, like, say our answers? Yeah, 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 yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Now, I, I mean, there are you the, count to three, we'll there are the, the same hard things that you yeah. would have in real life. It's yeah. just a little slower in this pace. You know what I mean? Like, it's slower paced. All right, so we're going to go with one like one hard thing, and I'm going to count three, and I want you both to okay. say what the hard thing is. Can you okay. get something in your mind first? Okay. Okay? Three, two, one. Time, time. management. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's basically similar. the same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alone time, time management, yeah. and... and yeah, I can see that being really difficult. Well, because, you know, it's a blessing to be with your kids 24-7, but then it's also, like, when do you get your nails done? Yes. Or when do you have, like, your moments together as a couple? And when do you get to, like, go for a nice when dinner? When do you go or to the bathroom? Can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's interesting, They're right though, there. Yeah. What's yeah. interesting is you both have that same feeling, which is great, because that means you're on the same page. Yeah. You know, and that, that's a really good place to be, uh, because then you could, like, discuss that well yeah. it's good for yeah. your relationship too and because I can, if one of you felt that way and the other one was like it's great yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> problem yeah, yeah. And and I, even even being like here on this beach like we highlighted earlier right now in this group we're the only ones with kids it mm -hmm. made that juxtaposition makes us see even more all this time that people have to like relax like 
read a book or like mm. kind of like just hang out play board games and like or play like jam can what's it called can jam can jam yeah. i sound like <laughs> jam can i'm gonna play jam can so it's we like oh we're kind of looking <laughs> we're looking out our window while one of us is like we split work time and watching kid time so like yeah we have so like FOMO. four hour shifts during the yeah, day. Yeah, major like, FOMO. It's like, we, we were even driving the car, like, like, would you imagine what we could just do with our day in the world of, like, relaxing and being more effective? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were if, in the car. Evie was, like, kicking my seat. Yeah. And Blake and I were like, we imagine we were driving out of this beach and we were driving by, like, all the rigs. And, like, there was, like, couples where, like, the two guys were, like, playing frisbee, the girls were, like, tanning and reading a book, and then, like, mm-hmm. these other girls were doing, like, a group workout, and they invite you, you're like, sorry, like, you're doing the workout, right? Like, when the baby has to go down for her or, nap, um, and, like, Everest diarrhea. is doing, like, learning <laughs> time, or whatever, you know what I mean? And yeah. we're just like, man, what would life be like if we were on this beach in Mexico, and, like, we're by ourselves? Of course we think about what mm-hmm. it would be like, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. totally different. And I will say, like, you're not missing much like you're like well there's always I like say, the FOMO the reason why I say you're not missing yeah. much is because I would be the one having FOMO too yeah. right I, like it's just the, the personality I right? feel like you'll be the one Where, just doing the stuff and I'll be in the van like fucking <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she will she'll be cursing me out but like I but I'll also be like hey let me watch the kid you know go do something for yourself like yeah. I will do that yeah you know like it's like, a can jam yeah right. like come on sorry babe. I'm it's, just it's like really jam. deep in this jam cam yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like and I know for Alex like the thing she wants to do is read that book you yeah. know what I mean and Me like too. yeah yeah and and no matter what it is that you want to do you have to figure out that time management to like get to that point mm-hmm. right and that's probably super hard with two kids yeah and three dogs yeah like because those dogs need attention too yeah Yeah. you sit down to try to do something that you just got like the kids settled and then Bo is yiping because he just got his leg tangled in the long leash yeah which is why like this also with the caravanning side there are pros and cons to it we haven't caravanned that much we traveled with that one family but we go pretty remote. Like, mm-hmm. that's one thing I feel like that sets us aside from, like, RVers. We always say we're an RV on the outside, but we're, like, a van or a schoolie on the inside. Yeah, we yeah. never go to RV parks. Yeah. Heart, like, we've, we've been to an RV park once, and that was because our power, like, our solar was mm-hmm. messing up. So we go really, really, really remote, and our dogs are pretty much free. Our yeah. dogs are one with nature as well. Yeah. And so that makes the dog management a little bit easier because – they will always come back. They go around the area for hours. Hang they get satiated, and then they come back. They mm-hmm. come right back, and then they really do hang around right here. But here, being so tight with a bunch of other so nomads, many so nomads. many nomads. Not just like mm-hmm. us. There's probably like yeah. 50 other yeah. rigs on the beach. I won't lie. With dogs. So you there's got... what, 50 other dogs? Yeah. You know? So you, it's too hard. You made me feel a little bad in the sense of like, I feel like I should have donated a little bit of my time to be like, hey, can I, like, throw the ball for the dogs oh, for you or something? Yeah. Like, no, but that's, like, the way I'm thinking. Like, yeah. damn, man, I wish I could have gave him, like, a little bit more time. Well, you know oh, what yes, you're doing sweet. tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow, I'm going to be like, hey, can I throw the ball <laughs> for the dogs? Is well, yeah, You're I mean, then that's what that's what it is, though. It's like, you know, we are a community of people, and if we know these things, yeah. not everybody's going to, like, jump on board and do it. But, yeah. but, like, there might be some people in the community or the crew that are, like, like, I'm going to be walking out here anyway. I could throw a ball for your dogs. That's sweet. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and, yeah. and that's what's really sweet is like yeah. there's people like you in the world that we get to come across that would be willing to do something like yeah. that. But no, there are definitely pros and cons, and you have FOMO no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like overall, I feel like our mission statement has been like you can do it. Like mm-hmm. as cheesy as that is, like we have so many friends that are like, so how is it? We can tell there's like this curiosity in their eyes that you know that are living a traditional life, and we're just like, you can do it. Like mm-hmm. you. You really can. It's doable. And of course, there are lows, but it is like a G force roller coaster. The yeah. lows are freaking low. You have to go to the ground to go low. Yeah. But the next thing you know, you're freaking in space. Like, mm-hmm. it, the highs are so high. The beach moment. Yeah. So you just yeah. forget that the lows are even there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and of course, that's not to like gaslight yourself. Like, no, everything's fine. This is great. I'm living the lows in Mexico will find right their now. Way back. Yeah. Of course. But you need the lows to feel the highs. And exactly. you need the highs to feel the lows. Mm-hmm. And like, and that's just part of life. Like, you know, not like. And you would want your overall picture of your life to be positive. Correct. You know what I mean? So, like, everybody's got shit going on. But, like, if you look at your whole life like it's a trash fire, then, like, probably something needs to change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, To to sum it all up, I would say kids amplify both. Mm -hmm. The highs are higher. The lows are lower. lower. And if I were to have another, like, if we did the 3-2-1 experiment again, my second word would have been travel day travel day um, those are hard so like there's nothing to do with anything instagram on our travel day like yeah. we have a big beautiful bay window out front that's about it on travel day yeah but like getting all of the things we need because especially off grid you got to get water we have to get propane mm-hmm. um all the things grocery shop get it all ready in between uh, i mean we that's why we made a youtube video on this it's just a hot mess yeah and with kids like they I need to learn how to drive this so that I can have a break because on travel day yeah. you have to <laughs> the, break down travel. Yeah, she's like and then the while we're on she's... the road, I'm literally like the run, the errand boy. <laughs> Mommy, can I have a snack? And then two minutes later, ah! and yeah. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm yeah. gonna kill myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Blake, get out of the driver's seat. Yeah. I'm yeah. driving. I'm driving. <laughs> Even though I don't know how to drive this thing, yeah. I'm driving. It's literally. a straightaway. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Travel day yeah. nine times out of ten, like. We'll be going at each other. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's just high stress because I feel like yeah. even just, just a with a rig day. this size, there's so much to do just to, like, pack the rig up. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you wake up bright and early to, like, put everything away and put all the stuff away. And, yeah. and then you got to put everything away inside of the house so that it's not, like, flying yeah. around while you drive. And then, yeah. So, even just that part of yeah. it is, like, a thing. Yeah. And then to deal, you know, to add the kids and yeah. the dogs and then everybody in here and then you got to run the errands and you got to go to town and then you got to drive five hours. Then you got, you know, and because we do this to ourselves by not going to an RV park, that's like, Oh, we had reservations and you just pull Mm -hmm. right in spot 22 Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's like, we can't see at night and we're pulling into a forested place that we found on Iover. This is on Ioverlander. It's like, we can't see a thing. Let's turn around. Let's go to Walmart. And then you go to Walmart, like say in California, then you get kicked out at 2 AM. You've got two kids to wake up to put more in a driving position. Yeah. And Mm. then you just like, like, then you're at a point of like, was it it worth it? And I, and I would say to you guys, like one thing that I do is I try not to drive at night, but here's the thing is that when you have the two kids and you have all the stuff going on, you're probably stopping more. Your intentions are to not drive at night, but then, you get stuck driving at yeah. night because you don't have a choice. And in the winter, it's tougher. In the summer, yeah. we yeah. weren't running into it as much, but 
I mean, five o'clock comes it's quick. quick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially when you have all the things going on yeah. of the day. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, like you're like, we're only driving two hours. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because when we were driving like in like four. Alberta yeah. and British Columbia, it wouldn't get dark till ten thirty, and mm-hmm. we're like, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Alaska it, summers. Yeah. That's oh where you thrive. Seriously. Yeah. Alaska summers doesn't get dark till like. Ever. Yeah, like yeah. midnight is like when the sun's yeah. going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, just summers though. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise it's super dark the yeah. whole the whole, like That's winter. Um, yeah. But but at least then you have like that opportunity to like you could be up at three o'clock in the morning and the sun like it's still yeah. it's not the sun's not up but it's like dusky dusky yeah. and you can see everything yeah. and mm-hmm. so it's like I think you guys would thrive there. The yeah. <laughs> but then we realize you get kind of kicked in the nuts again because sure you got there in the daylight but now your kids don't want to go to sleep because it's right. daylight and now yeah. that free time that we have yeah. that's 8 30 to bedtime yeah is now gone yeah because mm-hmm. they're looking at the sun in the sky at like nine o'clock not getting tired really so good blackout so yeah. yeah so bring them inside black it all out yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and he'll look he actually we do have a shade that goes down but then one time he looked he's like daddy it's still daytime <laughs> He's like, it's like, still no, time, it's not. No, still I mean, it's time to play. No, it's dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we've provided some level of, of challenge that comes with yeah. um, family nomadic life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do you think that, you know, these lessons and these challenges that you're coming up are going to change the way that you travel at all in the future? That's a really mm, good question. That is a good question. I think we'll just get better at the inevitable forces of what we call bad things that come at us in unpredictable tiny humans mm-hmm. um we'll, we'll just become more savvy so. we'll be better planned like well-rounded mm-hmm. on travel day mm-hmm. um we'll know kind of where the defense things are but um i think anyone that's perspective of doing this that has kids or that's going to have kids would be really naive saying like oh we're gonna learn the things and then defend ourselves well against them because it's just an inevitable hurricane that mm-hmm. will come yeah but if but on the flip side of things, there's sunshine and rainbows and weather too, and you'll just have to like, you really glom onto those. Yeah, and but, we've gotten better too as like days have gone on. Like we'll say a lot, like, "Oh, today went like pretty good mm-hmm. on travel day," you know. So it yeah. ebbs and flows. I feel like things get better or worse, and I feel like as the kids get older and like Evie can help kind of entertain the baby while we're driving, like he'll rattle a toy mm-hmm. for her or something, mm-hmm. you know. It gets a little bit easier, but like newborn stage and like two year old who hates you for having a baby mm-hmm. was rough the first mm-hmm. couple of times. Like, I want to be an only child. Yeah, exactly. Well, so that's another question I want to get into. What was it like being because you were on the road while being pregnant with your mm-hmm. second, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. during that time, what was that like? And let's talk a little you know, bit about healthcare too. Cause yeah. Somebody else asked me that question oh, recently. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she was like, I don't want to get off the road, but like, what was healthcare like? Or what's healthcare going to be like? What do you think that picture is? Yeah, yeah. And so somebody who's experienced it, you could kind of yeah. be an expert on this for people. Yeah, yeah sit I close had, to the I window. <laughs> <laughs> I threw up out the window a couple times okay. uh, on travel days. You know, windy <laughs> roads. I made the mistake of trying to read that book thinking like, sure. oh, this is my one break. Yeah, yeah, no, puke all over the place. Um But, so, I just feel like really using the community and your resources. Um, Obviously, I didn't know many people in the community, but, like, now I feel like anyone out there who is pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant, um, find other people that, like, you know were pregnant while they were traveling Mm -hmm. and try to get as much information from them. Because I'm happy to help anyone. Like, contact me. I um, had a midwife 
in so my family um has kind of lived all over the u.s so that like really helped so they were like oh i know my friend so-and-so who's pregnant in arizona and she had a midwife like let me see if you can go in and see her and then it turns out that like all of these midwives whether they're in doctor's offices and hospitals or like standalone or birthing centers they all are very like interconnected they like know mm. each other from like trainings and stuff like that so we I was really able to find a midwife in Utah and in California and blah, blah, blah. And they kind of help you find each other and they'll kind of say like, oh, I've heard this place is really good. Oh, you're going to Bend, go here. So I kind of would just call ahead. I would not, hey, we're going to be in, for example, Utah in a couple weeks. We're going to be in Moab and then Salt Lake. Do you have availability in this two week window of time? I'm this far along, blah, blah, blah. And you know, then I would go get get seen by them, and mm. one of them even came here yeah, to the bus. I was seen here in the bus by a midwife. She had a Doppler on her. She took my heart rate. She took the baby's heart rate. Cool. She weighed me. She asked me if I had any questions. Mm -hmm. She looked over some blood work that I had gotten done when I was in Texas, and she was like, "Oh, you need an iodine supplement." Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Like That's it awesome. literally was the best experience ever. And I will refer her to anyone. And it actually wasn't expensive. I literally Venmoed her seventy dollars. Whoa! Yeah. yeah, we need. We definitely need to know more about this <laughs> yeah. stuff. I mean, and in yeah. terms of like the higher equipment, like sonogram got it right yeah so sonogram for a sonogram stuff like I we paid. didn't have at the exact time you're supposed to like we like i think the 20 week scan i had at 23 weeks it wasn't yeah. that yeah big. like mm. we didn't it wasn't exact to like if you were like in a house and like at 20 weeks we were time. in the muir woods so, so I, I couldn't go to yeah a so we had to like push appointments like according sure. to like, yeah, yeah. availability like so they happen on, like, but the they happen on a nomadic like, schedule so exactly. there's really yeah, yeah. nothing until that 20 week point that you could really do or that you need i think to you're do. supposed to go around like 12 weeks 12 weeks yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so you're supposed to go i mean your very first appointment depending on like which pregnancy like when i called my doctor and told her i was pregnant again she's like oh like you can come in at around 12 weeks but like for my first pregnancy i went in at like seven weeks or something okay. you know so and that's just they try to see if there's a heartbeat. There yeah. either is or isn't yet. You don't even They're know like, yet. Oh, there's a heartbeat. So it's kind of like, not. do you even go in yeah. there? Well, they'll confirm. Yeah. I guess yeah. you do like they, a pee test yeah. or whatever, they, and they'll pee and they draw blood. Mm -hmm. um, the main thing that they check is like iron, and then they'll make sure that you're on a really good um, prenatal, depending on like your health history or like mm -hmm. your blood work. Like I was put on a prescription prenatal because my I just I'm, I'm anemic and I have mm -hmm. all kinds of like weird kind of health stuff um and so that was pretty much it until 20 weeks then you have like the 20 week scan and there's like these great places they are literally like chains where you can go the ones in utah are called fetal photos okay. but you just google like um ultrasound um places anywhere in the u.s and i literally got them done i a, a couple times so i got like the 20 week at 23 weeks um, and then I got another one um, before we left Utah. I think I was like 27 weeks because um, we were there for about a month. So I got another one. And then, of course, I got like the third trimester scan once we got to mm. Bend. Um, and you just and that I think was like 100 mm. or like 120 or something. It really was not bad at all. And mm. you get to see the baby, make sure they're healthy. They mm -hmm. tell you what, you know, if their brain looks good and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 
then you feel great and then you have these little pictures to look at. I also ordered a fetal Doppler online. Yeah, we had one. To on take the, go. the little heart rate, you yeah, know, yeah, to like make sure everything's the heartbeat. Good. Yeah, just because And I also you're probably interested like in it. it. Yeah. And speaking mm-hmm. of heartwarming moments, like we'd put like the jelly on the belly, then Everest would hold the Doppler. Aww. And then he would call it, we had her name beforehand. Yeah. It's baby Laya. And hear that. And it was like so magical to see him anticipate a child. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, and then he'd like try to listen at my yeah. belly. I'd be like, no, you we'll have, have to, to show do you guys it with a video. Yeah. It's really cute. That's really cute. Yeah. So then, okay, you have all this prenatal care. Mm-hmm. What was the like birth like? Yeah, so we stopped in Bend, Oregon. I traveled like the full, I found out I was pregnant in july and we june. left oh yeah it was it was the very last week of oh, june oh, yeah, you're right, it right. was literally i think like the last day of june actually yeah. june. but well actually can we Still go back june. to this moment because i don't know if we really clarified yeah. the timeline of like oh. you decide to get into the the rig oh, april decide yeah list talk to realtor in may list house in june Leave house bought, in August. Bought this in June. Oh, bought, yeah. Bought bus in June. Moved out of house in August. Pedal to the metal on the in road. September. Yeah. On the road full time. Yeah. So. And by then you're already like through your first trimester. I was, yeah. I mean, yeah. I had just, I think the week we left, I was in my second trimester. So like early April, yeah. didn't know what RVing really was or nomad, schooly life, anything. This was April. We were on the road in early September. Yeah. yeah. So it was an eventful summer. From going, yeah. oh my gosh. It was not knowing anything about it to being fully pregnant Yeah. in the lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. So like talk about like the biggest challenge that you could probably have in the sense of, you know, getting into a new lifestyle and then you're also doing it yeah. Pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of and, new. And in between that had sold our house. And quit uh, your job. Quit I had the stopped job. working. And it was the craziest change of our environment we could ever imagine. So like I, every realm of our life was changed yeah. in, from April to September. So you sold the house. So you're, you're using this, this house sale, I'm guessing, as like a, like a, a buffer to like cash yeah, yeah. cash yeah. to keep yeah. you on the road get you going like pay for n- the rig now yeah. you have yeah. two kids like what is it that you guys do to like keep you on the road well hey wait we oh, gotta okay. get back sorry, she back hasn't to the had baby. the baby oh, yet. sorry yeah, sorry yeah, sorry yeah. back to the baby um, back to the baby so i so i was pregnant pretty much the entire like for nine months and and i was just pregnant the whole time we were in this mm-hmm. um so i really didn't know any different other than kind of like being sick every once in a while um, so we traveled everywhere, Utah, Montana, Idaho, California, Oregon, while I was pregnant. And then we stopped in Oregon to be close to Blake's family, and they had room at their house for us to be in with Everest. They had an extra room for Evie, so we didn't really have to disrupt him too much. Um, and so we stopped in Oregon. Um, we got Oregon insurance. I made an appointment with my Oregon midwife. She was like, why are you making your first appointment? And you're 36 weeks. And I was like, because <laughs> yeah, I live in a bus. And, and, and I was like, cool. And she was like, okay, great. Um, so yeah, I went in, I was 36 weeks and she's like, okay, well you can have the baby like anytime now safely. So, you know, whenever she comes, so 
we just kind of waited in Oregon at his parents' house. And then at that point, you went to an appointment once a week. Yes, and at came. 36 mm-hmm. weeks, you go to an appointment once and a week. And that was all covered by the Oregon insurance yes, that yeah. you yeah. signed uh-huh. up for, so which was, like, we, through Obamacare or whatever? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. uh, or the, the Oregon Health Plan. State. It's just yeah. the state. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's so like it California was, has a very yeah, similar yeah, setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were on, we, it was the Oregon Health Plan through, like, Pacific Source Insurance, if yeah. anyone's in Oregon and needs mm-hmm. to know. Um, and we... Went to our weekly doctor's appointments, waited for the baby. Um, Everest and Blake did a lot of skiing <laughs> and <laughs> while we waited for baby sister. And that was pretty much it. Then we had the baby. And it was at the Oregon Family Birth Center. And it was an, an awesome experience. My midwife, Jen, is literally an angel on earth. Anyone who needs to go to her in Oregon should do so. She's incredible. She's at Bend women's center i believe is what it's called um she's fantastic and Mm -hmm. the birth experience it was really crazy it was a whirlwind my plan was to go with another unmedicated birth like i did for everest um we had a few hiccups in the road um so i did end up having to get the epidural which only half worked so i feel like Mm -hmm. i halfway still did an unmedicated birth um but, yeah, the baby um, was born in her amniotic sac, which was actually a really cool experience. So when they're in the amniotic sac, it's actually called the mermaid's purse. And they say that babies who are born in their amniotic sac are, have, like, a really strong affinity for, like, water. Mm-hmm. And our baby's name yeah. is Olaya, and there's actually a song in Spanish called Olaya, the Queen of the Sea. Whoa. So it could not Perfect. be like a better full circle yeah. thing with her. She's just like the coolest little baby. So she yeah. basically cut out like a pearl. Yeah. 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 That's she literally just came out in like a little bag mm-hmm. and then it popped. And that was the thing that happened, which is why her birth had slowed down significantly once my midwife was like, This is a little bit odd. Like the baby should be here by now, but. I have a strong feeling my midwife is incredible. Again, she's just kept saying, I have a strong feeling I shouldn't break your water. Mm-hmm. I have a strong feeling I shouldn't break your water. She kept saying that over and over again. Well, once the wa- once the amniotic sac popped, um, her umbilical cord was tied around her neck twice. Mm-hmm. So had they broken the water, the baby would have dropped further, thus causing the umbilical Choke. cord to tighten rather than floating in the amniotic water. Mm-hmm. It keeps it from... Being tight around the neck. And so had she broken her water, the cord would have tightened around her neck as the baby was coming out. And that could have caused, you know, oxygen problems, heart rate issues, you know, etc. So it was just incredible that she just was so intuitive and she just knew. She was like, I just don't know why. I don't think I should break your water. And thank God she didn't. And And to me, it goes back to the fact that she's like you know, this little sea creature, you know, yeah. like, like, <laughs> like, you know, if it was, if she did pop it, the she water would have been gone and it wouldn't have saved her life. Exactly. Yeah. The water. Things could have really gone. And here bad we are a year later. It's been a year. And we had her first birthday on the beach. On the beach. And I she know. was bouncing, she was bouncing outside, like in <laughs> the water, little feet going so in the water. And what's, yeah. And what's wild, I took, I mean, I, I'm pretty safe in this assumption, but out of this whole beach and caravan and all the vans and buses, she's the only person that's been a nomad her whole life. Yeah. yeah. Since, yeah. like, conception, actually. Yeah, because yeah. she was born in the bus life. Right. So. Yeah, from, from being on the road in the belly mm-hmm. to being born yeah. into the lifestyle. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. 
we hit the road again when she was three months. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah. literally been traveling. Oh yeah, it has to be. Life. There has to be a time where you're kind of stationary. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting the checkups and things. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. still be stationary in the bus. Mm-hmm. People like, do it. But yeah. We were like, let's let's just like stick here to do all like the main infancy yeah. things, yeah. and then um, we would have mm-hmm. been way too over our skis, so yeah, to yeah. speak, had mm-hmm. we just like left while she's mm-hmm. taking yeah. care of like. A, so, so did you go to your parents' house in Oregon during that time, mm-hmm. like yeah. the three months? And it must have been great having the extra they hands. They were probably so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Grandparents are very oh, excitable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and there's lots of grandparents. It's his yeah. dad, his dad's fiance, and then his mom, and then my mom and my dad. And they were coming in and out. My sister came to visit. His mm. siblings came to visit. Yeah. So it was, it was It's fun. a very exciting time. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a very, mm. very exciting time. Yeah. So we have been chatting for a while, but I'll get back to Frank's question about, so how are you, like, paying for this whole endeavor? You know, two kids on the road, family of seven. Like, how are we doing (laughs) it? Family of seven. seven. Three three dogs, you know, you got, they're expensive, too. Yeah, yeah. We, um, so the sale of the house is really what made all of this possible quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, We were able just to buy this vehicle cash Mm -hmm. and... It even had them some that we still like want for savings and not like spill it out. Mm-hmm. Um, We've renovated and, it really slowly though. That was mm-hmm. the one thing. Yeah. So we, we decided not to gut right away because. And did we extra had investment in like the solar mm-hmm. and we saved money because we were able to install all of that ourselves. Yeah. So like we probably wouldn't be able to afford doing RV parks, even though that's not what we want to do anyways. Yeah. And um, it would be I, a huge draw to the. Budget. I would yeah. totally yeah. get it, especially them in the United States oh. there and Canada. They're so expensive. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. maybe yeah. once a month just yeah. to like you know figure like it out or be on the way. In yeah. Or, but yeah, but so many of them you need a reservation like months in advance months. anyway. Months. Yeah, so and we're not, not those like, type of planners anyway. Mm-hmm. So. But and then the, another big component is we switched the breadwinner role. It was mm. me before for all those years in Dallas, mm. and then it switched to Leha, and she. I mean, she can get into it, but she teaches Spanish online. She's had a um, large Instagram following and experience for a while now, so it makes cool. a good income there. Yeah. I started Instagram early-ish. I started in, like, 2015, kind of when it was really kind of early. So mm-hmm. I feel like I've had a good relationship with brands for a while. So I've been making some money. I don't have a huge following. I have, mm-hmm. like, 30000 mm-hmm. which keeps us you know making like a stable income mm-hmm. month to month and then um, my sister and I started a Spanish teaching company like Blake said online called Spanish Sisters because we're sisters and we teach Spanish <laughs> cute, cute, like that. Um, yeah. so it's really fun we teach I teach like twice a week and I just kind of pack my schedule gives me a ton of freedom I just have like two really busy teaching days and then we're able to adventure the other days Blake has been working really, really hard on our YouTube channel and on our family Instagram. Mm-hmm. So that keeps him really busy, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I thought I was busier 60 hours a week, but... <laughs> <laughs> you were wrong! Um, yeah. It has been, like, crazy going from this, like, highly intense data analytical world of being an analyst in economic consulting to, like, this creative space, which really has been more my draw even when I was, like, little. I would say I'm still more of, like, a creative mind than an analytical one i just mm-hmm. kind of made it work in a white collar world mm-hmm. so it's been nice to be able to like spread my wings in something that i've been more passionate about mm-hmm. in like storytelling and video creation and film and stuff yeah i've known blake since he was 21 and 
in every like job or like family and friend capacity that we've had. He's always been asked to like make videos, put together like slideshows, music, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's always been a part of him. Just now he can finally like Yeah, so, do so it's it. been a hobby and now it's like, can we and even if it doesn't like work out to like, you know, grow this like large channel or whatever, it's been it's something I intrinsically intrinsically really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like this kind of journaling that we're making. Mm-hmm. And we'll be able to we'll be able to do it like longer and more dynamically if those things are successful. Mm-hmm. But if not then like I, I could already say that if not then the kids have something to look back on yeah. later yeah. on like it's it's such a beautiful story and a, a beautiful opportunity for them to go back and look and like see like oh when we were babies we were traveling we were in Baja we yeah. were traveling through the states we were up in Canada you know you're just like all over these different places that yeah. you just wouldn't expect as a kid like yeah. or even as like a you know, when you grow up and like, whoa, I've been to so many places. It's just kind of mind-blowing, you know, yeah, and yeah. I, I think it's a really beautiful thing. Uh, if you had any advice for anybody out there, like w- like that, it was in a similar situation that you were, like, what would your With the house and the job and the job thing, and, and they're thinking about thinking it, about they've got in. the kids, yeah. they're like, Have I the don't family. know. Yeah. What, what would your advice be? We kind of always, we we always say just make the jump whatever your jump is we're not the type of people that say like you have to do what we're doing like what we're doing is the right thing but like everyone kind of has that like jump somewhere in the back of their mind called the twinge Mm -hmm. twinge. and like let us be a testament to like oh we've got too much going on right now we no one i think had it in terms of like roots in deep in the ground had them deeper than us with Mm -hmm. like you said the house our best job. friends are in Dallas. My sister, Everything my was parents. just like yeah. super deep roots, but we had the twinge that was strong enough to the point where like we're people that were just willing to change everything in a span of four months mm-hmm. to like do it because life's too short. Yeah. And you hear that a lot. And it definitely seems like you do not regret a second of it. And um, I feel like that we're, we're super thankful for having you guys on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. I feel like this is a friendship that hopefully lasts a lifetime. Yeah. And uh, you know, with the new additions that we might have into this world, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, hopefully we get to hang out and experience some of that together as well. Yeah. Our dogs can socialize. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You can give us tips on dogs in this lifestyle. Exactly. Also can play with our kids anytime. Yeah, we appreciate that. Okay, well, uh, once again, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, that's that's it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. We hope that you guys have an FNA day. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All right, all that.